Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the Book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with Him. And some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. Chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims, as well as recited regularly in congregation. So, what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwi's Tafsir of Juzamma? It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh Akram expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and, in his unique and in Imitable manner makes them relatable. So, without further ado, let's begin this journey. Sheikh Sadi said, "Khalal pazir buad har bina ki mi bini, bajus binae ki mo bajus binae mohabbat ki khali as khalal ast." Sheikh Sadi said, "Every building that you see, every building that you see around you, these buildings they have got many many faults. Every single building you see, they have so many faults. They can collapse down any time, except one building." That is the building of the love. Building of the love has no fault. If you come to the people with the love, you really can, you know, you, you can do your, your, your fulfill your, your, your purpose, your, your, uh, you know, your mission far, far better than anybody else. It will be so strong. Like the Prophet Muhammad you can see really with the love, he changed the world. So the way is, when you come to the rulers, come with the, with the love. When you come to the people of the power, come with the love. When you come, any people who does not listen, don't listen to Allah Taala, don't hate them, don't rebel to them, you know, don't oppose them. Come nicely, come with soft way. That why the Quran said to Musa Ali Salam, you know, this surah actually it will come, but you know, from another surah, Quran says, "Kula lahu qaulan lajnan laallahu tadakkar waqsha." Come to Mufiraon and talk with him softly, nicely. Maybe he listens and fears Allah. Quran says, "Wala tasubbu ladina." Don't, don't abuse the idols and gods of other people. Otherwise, they are going to abuse Allah Taala. Don't criticize them that way. And Quran says, good, good words and bad words both can't be equal. So when you come to remove the evil, always use the good language. Good, soft words that Quran is saying. And the ulama always say, Next to every single word, there is another word which is softer but does the same thing. Always, always find the soft word, nice word. If you do really this with the pain in your heart properly, you change the word. Nice word, soft word, with muhabbat, with love, and at the same time, with the pain coming from your heart, you change, change the word. Like, you know, there's a, another poet in you know, the time of Akbar you know, in India, Faizi. He said, Dard mi khezad az dile Faizi. So the shayadar kitab mi binam. He's writing a book. But book actually, he, he wants a book which can change the world. So he said, Dard mi khayazad az dile faizi. You know, from the heart of the faizi, from the heart of faizi, a pain is coming. From my heart, a pain is coming. So the shayadar kitab mi binam. And I can see, because of the pain in my heart, I can see the paper are burning. When I write something, the burning comes in the writing. You know, when you have the pain in your heart and express that pain with the language of the love, it will change the world. That's what we need really, to understand this thing very clearly. 
that in no doubt in the world there always will be Fir'aun. But the way is, when you deal with the Fir'aun, deal like a Musa. Come to Fir'aun, not to take from Fir'aun, give to the Fir'aun. We Muslims, we come to the Fir'aun, why? We want to share. You say to Fir'aun, you have been ruling the world for 30 years, enough. Now we want to rule. This is not the way of Musa. Musa did not say to Fir'aun, your family has been in rule for 1000 years, now give us chance. No. Musa came to Fir'aun to give him, not to take him. So first thing, understand all the, always, there must be always Fir'aun. But the way is, come like a Musa. Don't want it. Musa does not want to take anything from Fir'aun. He wants to give to Fir'aun. So Allah commands him, go and give Fir'aun something because, you know, he's rebellious. He needs your help. He's going to destroy his people. He's harming them. Go and help him. So first thing is, come to the powers, come to the rulers, but come like Musa. You know, don't take it. Always come to give. And second thing is, don't hate rulers. Don't rebel against them. You know, don't have hatred. Love the people. Have sympathy for them. Quran said to Musa Alayhisalam, Don't protest. Don't threaten them of their life. Nothing. Just come with language of love. Language of the love can change. If the pain is coming from your heart, it will change. The Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu same thing. People have been harming him and hurting him, but always the love. He changed the same people. He changed them. So these are the two things the Quran always have been saying. Somebody asked one you know, successful businessman that why you are so successful. He said two, re two reasons, sweet language and nice behavior. You know, when people come to buy from me, I always speak nicely. And I always treat them nicely. That's why, you know, people love me and people want to buy. No doubt, really, customers always love modesty. Customers always love those people who are humble. You can see, we are also customers, we also want to buy. Yeah, there are two shopkeepers, one is arrogant and one is humble. Where will you go? To the humble one. The two uh, people, one actually is, does not have nice words, one has nice words. Where we go? The one who has nice words. Always understand. It is not enough that you have the right message. It is actually obligatory upon you that you must have right message and you must present the message right way. It is also obligatory. You can't say, no, I teach the truth. And, you know, truth is always, you know, uh, 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 difficult. No, it is not like that. You can present the truth nice way. So that's why the Quran is commanded Musa al-Islam. So this keep in mind. And actually there are so many hadiths for, you know, for, for, for this purpose, you know, the Quran, if you say about the Prophet Sallallahu the Messenger, it's Allah the mercy upon you that you are so soft. Had you been harsh and tough, the people have left you. They know, they leave them, forgive them. Leave them, forgive them. And, you know, I'll ask Allah to forgive them and consult them. Consult them in the matter. You know, that's what Muawiyah ibn Haqqabah Sulaymi said in a hadith in, in Sahih. He said that I, I was praying with the Prophet وسلم, and during in the prayer, somebody sneezed. And when somebody sneezes, so he will say, Alhamdulillah, and you will say, Alhamdulillah. You know, he will say like that. That's how people do. You know, Muawiyah ibn Haqqabah Sulaymi did not know that now Allah, the Messenger, has forbidden people from speaking in the prayer. So he is praying behind the Prophet وسلم, and somebody among the people behind the Prophet sneezed. So what he said, I said to the person, Ya Rahmukallah, in the prayer, Faramanil bi absarihim. Then everybody st started staring upon me, that you know how bad I've done. Wa maya, ma I said the people, what happened to you people? Why you look staring at me? So I was saying the all in the prayer. People cannot you know, say anything. 
people started hitting <coughs> with their hands and their thighs, making me to quiet. So I understood they want me to be quiet and silent. <coughs> so I became quiet. When the Prophet finished the prayer, <coughs> I never have seen a teacher better than him. He did not you know, say any rough word for me. He did not abuse me. He did not hit me. Nothing. He said, this is the prayer. In the prayer, you are not allowed to say any worldly matter, anything from the speech of the people. It is only tasbih, takbir, and qiraat quran Another companion, he came to the Prophet's mosque. And in the mosque, he started urinating. And the people started staring and shouting. The Prophet started all of them. When he finished urinating, the Prophet asked someone, bring water and pour water on, on the urine. It will clean it. And then he said to the man, this mosque is, you know, for the prayer, Allah, you are not allowed to do this. He became very happy. And then he made dua, oh Allah, forgive me and forgive Muhammad. And don't forgive anybody else. So the, Allah, the Messenger of Allah, said to him, واسعن, You know, one who is abundant, you made him so narrow. Allah can forgive everybody. Just think really how nice he has been. You know, imaginary in our mosque, if somebody comes and urinates, what will happen? I've seen really children, sometimes somebody brings a child and just little playing, and imams become so angry. In the mosque of the Prophet, your mosque never can be as pure as his mosque. Mosque built by messenger for a pure money. Most of the mosques we build, they are you know, built by the money we take on the interest and usury and this and that. We cannot get the pure money. The Prophet's mosque is pure mosque. Still, you can say that pure, pure mosque, somebody urinates. You see how he behaves and how we do. I, in Sahih Muslim, Aisha narrates, I want to emphasize this thing because you know, this surah really is an amazing surah in many ways. And this really, Muslims are missing this really. First thing, we don't know the right thing. And once we know really, we don't know how to present the truth. We don't learn from the lives of the Prophet and companion. In, in Sahih Muslim, uh, from Aisha Anha, she said, Allah the Messenger says, La yakunu fi shayn illa zanahu wa ma min shayn illa shanahu. Softness is never in anything but it beautifies it. When you make something soft, it comes with soft manner, it becomes beautiful. And when you take away the softness, it becomes bad. In every single thing. Make it nicely, make, you know, make effort really to, to be soft. See how, how it happens. If you are soft with your wife, with your children, things will change. But when you are harsh in your manner, people curse you, people don't like you. <coughs> there are hadiths in Sahih Muslim again. In Allah Allah loves softness. And Allah gives on softness what he never can give on the harshness. Now you see, we Muslims in everywhere in the world, we want to, take, we want to get something through, you know, through the way of violence, through the way of harshness. You know, there are way actually, you know, soft way. You know, imagine if you want to marry someone, what do you do? Are you going to be harsh on that person? Even if you're a very harsh person, you're going to pretend how nice you are. And then all your you know, real character of your life will come after the marriage. But before the marriage, everybody pretends how nice they are. And those nice and sweet words, they change the heart of all the women. You can see those many, many women, just they listen to those words and they think that this person loves me. They don't, 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 don't love you. They can see very clearly. But you can sweet, nice words, they make the change. But if you threaten a woman or something like that, are you going to get her? Just think properly. If you become angry with someone, are you going to get? No, 
are very actually sweet words. Softness and minor, they achieve. But if you harsh, you never can achieve something. But we Muslims for a long time now, for 200, 300 years, we want to achieve things through, through those minors, which never, we never can guarantee. Allah Swt never gives anything on that. And Allah's Messenger has made dua. His dua is, Allahumma man rafaqa bi ummati farfuq bihi wa man shakka alayha fashukka alayhi. Oh Allah, anybody who is soft on my ummah, be soft with him. Oh Allah, anybody who is harsh on my ummah, be harsh upon him. And in, in, in another hadith of Aisha, Allah Ta'ala is, O oh Aisha, Allah, the Messenger said to Aisha, O oh Aisha, all of it be soft. فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ إِذَا أَرَادَ بِأَهْلِ بَيْتِنِ خَيْرًا دَلْ لَهُمْ عَلَى الرِّفْقِ When Allah wants good for anybody's family, Allah tells them, teach them how to be soft. Be soft in your house. And you know, Sufyan Thawir Rahmullah said, لَا يَأْمُرُ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَلَا يَنْهَا عَلِ الْمُنْكَرِ إِلَّا مَنْ كَانَ فِيهِ ثَلَاثُ خِصَالِ You are not allowed to do da'wa, you are not allowed to do amr al-ma'roof and hai munkar, you are not allowed to teach people, except you have got three things. رَفِيقٌ بِمَا يَأْمُرْ رَفِيقٌ بِمَا يَنْهَا The first one is, when you command something, when you forbid something, be soft. Don't curse people, don't be angry with the people. If somebody does not pray, you are not allowed to be angry. You have to teach him now softly. عَدْلٌ بِمَا يَأْمُرْ عَدْلٌ بِمَا يَنْهَا Be just. Don't exaggerate. If somebody has done this evil, just say that bit. Don't make all his life bad, look bad. Because people have some good aspects as well. And whenever you come to the people, always remind them that you know how nice you are. You know, if somebody does not pray, but he fasts, tell him that may Alhamdulillah, you know, Allah SWT guided you to, to fast. There are many people in the world who don't fast. You know, how, how, you know, how much Allah SWT loves you, that he made you to fast. And now if you make a little bit more effort, how much we love you. If you start praying as well, how much we love you. If somebody does not pray at all, come to him that, you know, Allah SWT has given you so much things and how he loves you, that, you know, he gives you so much things. You know, thank him. If you cannot pray every day, pray every Friday. Come on, come on Friday. If somebody, you know, does, does pray for Friday, then come to him, say, you know, you pray on Friday, mashallah, you great man. You know, Allah SWT loves you, you know, you made you to pray on Friday. And prayer between, you know, on Friday, between one Friday to other Friday, it removes all the sins. You know, Allah SWT has done so much mercy upon you. Now you should be more grateful. You know, at least, you know, one prayer a day, two prayers a day, always be like that. They don't exist. You know, make people nearer to Allah Taala, And then, alimun bima ya'mur, alimun bima yanha. You are not allowed to command the people, and, you know, unless you know what you're doing. Ahmad al said, "Anas muhtajuna ila mudaratin warifqin." People need, you know, to be soft. They need softness. Qala wa kana sahabu ibn Mas'udin ida marru minhum ma yakrahuna yaquluna mahalan rahimakumullah mahalan rahimakumullah. The companions, the students of Abdullah Mas'ud Allah Taala, whenever they pass by something which is evil, somebody does not pray, somebody drinking, what they will say, mahalan. You know, leave this, may Allah have mercy upon you. Leave this, may Allah have mercy upon you. Never you know, angry. Qala Ahmad, ya'mur bil-rifq wal-khudu, fa'in asma'uhu ma yakrahu, la yagdab, fa'yakunu yuridu an yantasqil nafsihi. When you go to the people, command them nicely, with soft manner, nicely. And if they say something which makes you angry, don't be angry. If you become angry, now you are taking revenge for yourself. You have come for Allah Taala. If people become angry, you get reward for that. But you should not become angry. So, you know, this really, keep in mind. So let me repeat again. This surah is going to tell you the story of two great leaders, Fir'aun and Musa. Both are great leaders and both have got the good qualities of the leader. And none of them are selfish. Fir'aun is not selfish. Fir'aun really wants the good for his people. And say Musa is not selfish. Both are, have got every good quality of the leadership. The only difference is 
Firaun's orientation is this world and Musa's orientation is that hereafter. Musa prefers this world over the hereafter and Musa prefers the hereafter over this world and Firaun prefers this, this world. Then what Allah, Allah commands Musa to go to Firaun. Not to challenge him, not to threaten him, but not to take from him, but to give him something. And when he gives him, not to be angry and not to lose his temper, no, be nice and soft. That's Quran is trying to say. So that keep in mind. Now coming actually in this surah, surah, few other things. This surah because you consider these two great people. On one hand, Firaun, <coughs> and on one hand, Musa al-Islam. And Firaun is the example of, you know, you can see the worst, you know, the person you can see really. Because he said, Anna Rabbukum I'm your, you know, uh, you know, the highest Lord. So that way you can see in these words, though in, in this surah, all the words that have been used actually are, they're very, very high. For, for, the, in, for that meaning, the, for every single meaning, Quran used the highest possible word. So like for example, you know, the word comes, An-Nazi'at. Naza'at actually is, tells you something in the, you know, in highest in the power. Then also in this surah, Tawqeed, because when people actually want to emphasize something, you know, they want to make emphasize as much as possible. And the best, best way to emphasize actually is to have qasam, to have oath. So Quran mentioned this here. Similarly, you know, for the speed, you know, the, you know, the Quran used in this surah, the word for speed, that actually the best word for speed, as sabiqat So in this surah, you can see for every single thing, the words have been used the, in the highest one. Same like haraka, you know, tarjufu rajifa. Then for the fear, the highest word is wajifa. Then, you know, zajara, then taga, then kubara. In all this, you can see all the jahim. All these are the highest word for every single thing. This surah, you can tell you, because Firaun has mentioned, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to mention for both of the things, the highest possible word. And also in this surah, many, many movements. Things are moving very clearly. Because the thing is, for a leader, they need to move. Leaders can't, can't be lazy. Whether you are a leader like Firaun, or leader like Musa, in both cases you have to move. Movement should be there. Firaun keeps moving. Quran says, Tumad barasa'a. You know, he makes efforts. He's, make, you know, he's, he's a leader. And Musa, first command for him is what? Idhab. Go. Movement is there. So in this surah, you can see Sabaha, Sum, in all those words we have been used, they actually tell you about the movement. If people are lazy, don't think and don't act, they can't be leaders. So whether you want to be in worldly matter leader, still you need to move. You work hard. And if you want to like Musa, Keep working. Musa al does not sit around. You can see even before being prophet, he is walking in the city. And he sees actually two people fighting, then he helps one person. He makes movement. You know, helps somebody. He does mistake. Second, the same thing he wants to help. Then he runs away from there. He goes to Madian. Then he comes back again. In his life, he is always moving. Does not stay in anywhere. Life is not far staying. Life is keep moving. So this is actually, and again in this surah also, you know, when the Quran mentions about the darkness, you know, the highest word for darkness, you know, for aghta shalaylaha. And also when the Quran mentions the things which are happening, you know, all the things are there. In this surah, one thing also we'll find actually, that, you know, the, com the surah compares between two words, taga and khashia. As I mentioned, when people have followed the desire, then they want to prefer this world over the next world. When they prefer this world over the next world, what they do? Then they rebel. Then they rebel, they exceed their limits, they exceed all the boundaries. So tughiyan comes. And the opposite of that are those people, who use their mind properly, think properly, so what happens is they have khashiyah. So that's why in this, this surah, Quran compares between taga and between khashiyah. Keeps coming. So taga is there and khashiyah is there and I will explain in, uh, more about that. And one thing also is uh, you can see in this surah so many times uh, in the Quran in, in mentioning about seeing. You know, eye is mentioned, seeing is mentioned. 
Quran wants to make very clear that you know, even if Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has given the people you know eyes to see, still if He does not want them to see, they can't see. He can take away from you eyesight, even if you got eyes. And all the arrogant people, they have eyes, but they can't see. Other people can't see, but they cannot see. That's why after this surah comes surah of Abasa, where a blind person, he's blind, he does not have eyes, but he can see. He, he gets guidance. So you can see the compare Musa, if Firaun has got eye, cannot see. Abdullah ibn Maktoum, Maktoum he's a blind person, he does not have eye, he can see. Seeing is not from the eye, seeing is from the heart. If the hearts are blind, then eyes must be blind. If the hearts can see, then eye can see. The Quran wants to make very clear it is not that eye sees, it is actually the heart sees. If the hearts don't see, you cannot see. So the people should not be so much concerned about you know what you know outer things. People should be concerned about inside. Basically, Quran wants to say, don't be impressed by the words. Learn the meanings. And actually, the thing is, we people also don't know what meaning means. We think meaning means meaning in the dictionary. Quran is talking about another meaning, deeper meaning. Like you can see, like you know, in our culture, you know, people think really if you have got head scarf, you know, Muslim Muslim women. That's not the meaning. Head scarf like word, meaning is the modesty. You know, if you have got head scarf, but the, your clothes are tight, you have jeans and all those things, where, you know, every part of the body can be, can, be, can be exposed, you are not wearing a scarf. You don't know the meaning of the scarf. People think if you have got topi, like I've got, you know, this hat, so people think you are pious. No, this does not make you pious. If the hearts are not pure, it does not, it is, it is just word, it's not a meaning. People think if you pray, you become nearer to Allah, no. The prayers are only words. It needs a meaning. People say, if you say, La ilaha illallah, you become nearer to your Lord. No, it is just words. You need a meaning behind that. Always understand properly. You know, this, this surah wants to tell you, take away, remove the curtains. Look from the eyes of Ibrahim al-Islam and Musa al-Islam. Ibrahim al-Islam look at the same sun, but with different eyes. He look at the same star with different eyes. He look at the same moon with different eyes. His people used to look stars and moon and sun like him, but they worship them. Ibrahim looks at the same things, but he said they are not worth to be worshipped. His people used to look at the idols and they used to fear them, worship them. And Ibrahim looks at them, he thinks they are useful, useless things, they are harmless. He comes and breaks all of them and nothing happened to him. You see? Allah wants you to remove the curtain. Don't be like other people. People look at the things with the curtains, so that way they can't see. Remove the curtain, you can see. Ibrahim taught you how to remove the curtain. Musa has taught you how to remove the curtain. This surah tells you, remove the curtains. Look from the eye, with the eye of, the, of the horse. Now, inshallah, I'm going to start uh, the, the surah itself. So now it says, You know, it's really amazing thing you know, how the Quran really starts. Quranic way always really to strike the mind of the people. Start, you know, things really people, you know, you know, the qiyamah, day of judgment, you know, the reduction and the, you know, accountability and hisab, they have been mentioned so, time, so many times in the Quran. Every time you think really, they repeat it, but every time new start. Quran does not want actually to say same thing in the same way. No, always changing and always striking the mind more and more. Like you now see, what naza'a means? Naza'a means to pull, to pluck something. That naza'a means. And gharqa means, gharqa yagharqa means to sink, to go deep in something. Like, you know, somebody drowning in the water, you say gharqa. 
to a naza'a means to pull, pull something, to, to pluck something. That naza'a means to pluck something there, you just want to, you know, with full force, you want to pull it out. That's naza'a. And gharqa means when you drown, when you go deep something. So you just think if you have to pull something by going deep, you know, that's naza'a. Really how powerful it is. To one naza'at gharqa. By those which pull or which pluck things you know, by going deep, by drowning, by going, by going inside one naza'at gharqa. Do, you know, by those which pull or that pull uh, uh, or pluck the things, uh, you know, with, with full power, with full strength, you know, going deep in, inside. You know, Quran does not say what these things are. And by those things uh, which blow and work, move gently. Nashat means basically when something is you know, uncovered and open and it becomes free. It comes out gently. That nashata means. Nashata means when something comes out of gent- out gently. To one nashata nashta and those things which move gently. By those things. Wasabihat sabha and those things which swim. The swimming. You know, nicely. The swimming. Fasabihat sabka. And by those things that, you know, that basically compete. Sabaka Yasbiyako means when you compete someone. When you want to, you know, like the two people are running, so they are like competing each other. So Sabaqat Sabaqa means when they are racing. So by those things which are racing. And then by those, by those which regulate the matters. Mudabbirati Amra, which actually arrange, organize and regulate the matters. So now these things are there. The only difference here is for something Quran mentioned wow, and for other things Quran mentioned fa. So for that thing actually, when wow comes in Arabic language, you know, in like any other language, you know, people have got these, these, these letters. In Arabic language, wow means to combine between two things. So wow comes for qasam as well, for oath. The first one is for oath. And then after the other wow is just to combination, to have the same thing. Like you can say, ja and zaydun wa amrun, to meaning is zayd and amr, both came to me. It does not say, say you who came first. You know, whether Zayd came before Amr or Amr came before Zayd, still you can say Ja'ani Zayd Amr because this Wa basically means two people came, Zayd and Amr. But it, it does not say the order. But when Fa comes in Arabic language, it says you the order as well. So when if I say Ja'ani Zaydun Fa Amrun, it means is Zayd came to me and then Amr came. So there was order. So in Fa means order. And similarly in Arabic we have Thumma. Thumma means order but with delay. So when you say Ja'ani Zaydun, Thumma Amr, meaning is Zayd came and then after a while, after a long time, then Amr came. Tufa means coming after someone but immediately. But Thumma means coming after someone but you know after a long time. And Thumma also coming in the Surah. So now this actually thing is, when Fa is coming, then basically means it is related to the verse before that. Then Quran is saying, connected with sabihat and then it comes meaning is between sabihat and sabiqat and mudabbirat there's order so first there is sabaha then there is sabaka and then tadbir now things actually is what what is happening is what quran mentioned what are those things which go and you know pull things with full power and what are the things which you know which move uh, you know easily what those things are so some people think really the meaning is the angels. And in one nazi'at means those angels 
which go deep inside the, inside the body of the people, you know, they sink inside the body of the people, and then they take the souls of the people. No doubt, really, you know, this, this is true, that when the people die and, and just come, you know, what they do really is, you know, really is, you know, they go inside the people and they, they, they take the soul and they pull it out of the body. Soul does not want to come, you know, really. And when it comes out, you know, why the pain is in the body? Because the soul. You know, imagine, for example, if your eye, my finger has been cut from here, and then if somebody wants to cut the you know, finger, which is separate, nothing will happen. When I get in heart, why? Because the soul is there. Imagine really if the soul itself is taken out, how much pain will be there? When people cut the finger, still the soul is there. But because of the connection with the soul, people feel the, feel the pain. But when soul, its soul itself has been attacked, itself has been actually you know, uh, in, uh, in heart, how much pain will be there? That's why the scholars say that when people die, the pain of the death is so severe that no pain can be equal to that. Imam Ghazali Rahmullah says that if you, if you put, you know, enter the thorns in the body of the people and then you, you make the thorns, you know, go every deep, every, every part, people will get pain. The pain of the death is more than that. The scholars say if you cut every single piece of the body in pieces and pieces, the pain of the death is more than that. Pain of the death is more than the cutting, more than the injuring. You know, whatever, what any pain that you can imagine really, the pain of the death is more than that. And in this true really, so some people say it actually referring to that. So one nazi'at gharqa, when the angels go deep and they take out the soul of the people. One nashitat nashta, and those angels which come in easily and they take the soul. This refers to the souls of the, you know, death of the pious people, you know, prophets and messengers, no doubt even their death, you know, painful. But what Allah SWT does actually, when they die, he shows them the paradise. So their soul actually, you know, wants to come out as soon as possible to get the paradise. So when the soul itself wants to come out and then just take it out, it comes easier. But other pain is there. But when the soul does not want to leave the body, body and you actually pull it out, it's very, very painful. So one nashtat nashta and then wasabi hasabha. And there's so many other interpretations for this, this matter. But you know, in, in all these actually matters, I prefer the way of Mawana Ahmedin Farahi Rahmullah Ta'ala. Because really, you know, he really spent time, so much time in, in, in the Quran. And he, you know, he, and he compares with all the surah, you know, of the Quran, how, how they start. And you can see, uh, you know, there are so many other surahs which start with the same way. Like, وَالْذَارِيَاتِ دَرْوَى وَالْمُرْسَلَاتِ عُرْفَى And it's you know, very clear that the Quran actually is mentioning here winds. When the wind, they come. When the wind blows, winds. So basically, the oath is of the winds. So when the Quran is mentioning وَالْذَارِيَاتِ دَرْوَى Again, the wind. So why the wind is so important? The reason basically is that Allah SWT is mentioning here the day of judgment and his power and his majesty and how can he punish the people. So he wants to say to the people that, you know, to punish you and to bring the day of judgment and all those things, not a big thing for, for me. You know, I, how easily I can do these things. Don't you see the wind? Winds that come. I make the wind to bring the cloud and rain for the people and mercy for the people, they're nicely coming. But same wind. I make it really stronger and they destroy everything. Same wind. Just in my command, come, you know, make them stronger and then they come and destroy everything. And Arabs knew that many nations have been destroyed by those strong winds. And the Quran has used this word naza'a actually to destroy certain people. So naza'a has been used. So naza'a basically means those winds which come with power, with full power. 
and they take, they destroy and they uproot into the trees and the buildings and the people and everything destroyed. وَالنَّازِعَاتِ غَرْقَ So they, you know, the winds, and actually winds actually have another thing really, that how, 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 you know, me, how low we are really. Insignificant really. You know, some, you know if the Allah makes a water, still people can think they have some control of the water. They can make you know, bridges and this and that, something, they can be, say, nothing, they can't save themselves any from water if Allah wants to punish people for, but can you control the wind? Is there any way that you can control the wind? Not only that, you even don't see it. People don't see the wind. The knowledge of the wind is not because you see it. You see its sign, you don't see the wind. When the leaves of the tree, they move, you know that there's wind. But do you see the wind? People don't see the wind. You know, Allah's command comes, you can't see it. But you see something, its effect. That's how Allah made this word really. That you see the effects and signs, you don't see the real thing. You know, similarly, the day of judgment, this world actually has got it moving to that direction. But you can't see the day of judgment. It is hidden from you. But you can see the truth which can tell you. So, you know, that this, so I prefer actually, the meaning here is, وَالنَّازِعَاتِ غَرْقَ You know, those by the winds that pluck, you know, uh, things, you know, vehemently, or you can say strongly, and go deep inside, you know, like they approve the tree, they take out the trees, they take out the buildings, they destroy the cities, and you know, uh, you know, they make everything upside down. Those, those winds do come so strongly. And then one nashitat and those winds which you know blow gently, they could like you know something it has been freed from somewhere, it's coming nicely. You can see sometimes you know the winds they come so gently, so nicely, and people feel especially if you're in the summer, you know, and if a hard country, the wind actually comes and it brings you know coolness to you. Especially, you know, in, in the evening, all those things, nashtat and nashta. And sometimes some of these winds, they bring, you know, cloud for you. This is how Allah SWT made these winds. And then, wasabihati sabaha. As I mentioned, because you can see after wasabihati sabaha, the word is coming, fasabihati sabaka, falamudabirati amra. So that's why we refer actually, and that actually has become in the other surah as well, wasmursalati urfa, and also wasdari darwa. So the qasam here is, the oath is for the winds and also for the clouds. Because when the winds come, they also carry the clouds. So now the Quran was sabihat sabha. And after the wind, the winds come nicely and gently. And what happens? Then after that, the clouds, they start swimming. Like, you know, you know the whole universe is a hand of Allah We think really, only the water is there. If you go there, you go in down. If you are on the surface of the water, you are swimming. Similarly, the whole universe is like that, like water. This can go down. Allah SWT make the clouds to swim over the surface. You know, the clouds are swimming. So, wasabihat sabha. And those clouds which come because of the gentle winds and then the swim, the, you, know, the, you know, the float over the surface, over the space. Wasabihat sabha. And then, wasabihat sabha. And then those clouds which are racing. And you can see the clouds, how they go. You know, they're going fast, in like, they're, like in race. One leaves, you know, one part of the cloud, cloud leaves the other behind. So they're like race. You see them here, and then move somewhere else. They keep going. Like the story of Harun Rashid, uh, you know, the great Abbas Caliph, who ruled, you know, most part of the world at his time. A very powerful person, and a strong person. Once he was sitting out of his palace, and he saw a cloud passing by. So what he said to the cloud, Ya sahabato, amtiri haytu shi'ti. O cloud, go and rain wherever you like. Your tax will come to me. Meaning that my kingdom is so great that you rain here or you rain anywhere else. 
but whatever we produce from your rain, the tax will come to me. So you see, you know, the clouds, they keep moving so fast, dead clouds, fast, sabka, and then those clouds, when race, they are like leaving you know, other clouds in behind. And then those clouds we, and, and the winds both, you know, which regulates the matter. There, you know, they have been sent with, uh, you know, matters. So they have to rain, where Allah commands them to rain. And they have to, you know, rain in a way that can be helping, help for the people. But at the same time, also Allah commands them to bring flood somewhere, raining more than they need. Then people are harmed. The Farmudabirati Amara, they are, you know, arranging, they are, you know, they are regulating a better command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they, you see, you can see this, this wind and the clouds, how, how, how strongly they are controlled by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It, people have no control over them. People cannot make a wind to serve them. Allah makes them. Allah makes the wind to be in the interest of the people, to benefit the people, and you can, you can use the same wind to, be, to harm the people. Allah can make the clouds to come with the rain, which can go and help the people. But Allah can use the same clouds to harm the people. He does all the things really. In this universe really, whenever people like Pharaoh, they claim that I am, you know, highest Lord, biggest Lord, every single thing laughs at really. Every single thing in the universe, because every single thing knows from the heart that you know I I am not controlled by Pharaoh. Every single thing, the winds know, the clouds know, the rivers know, the waters know, you know, and the plants know, the trees know, the fruits know. Every single thing know they are controlled fully and completely by the Lord. And when Pharaoh comes and says, "Hadil anahar tajri min tahti," all the rivers of Egypt they flow under my power. Ever even the rivers laugh at him. And that you can see very clearly, Allah SWT made you know, him to be drowned in one of those rivers. He was drowned. He could not help himself. You know, this thing really. Even actually when I say I myself, who am I? What I means? You know, what this I is? Every single thing, this I is made by, not made by me. Every single thing, this I is not controlled by me. Did I make my I? No. Do I control my I? Did I make my ear? Do I control it? Did I make my mind? My reasoning? Do I control it? Do I, did I make my thinking? Do I control it? Did I make my parent? Think really properly. In anything that you think really, what you say I, when you say I, what you mean? What is yours? What, you, what are you? You know, Quran, you know, then you know, this you know, worthless you know, existence claims that I am Rabb, I am the Lord. And Allah said, look really in this universe, you know, how, how insignificant you are. Things are far, far more strong than you. You are nothing. And then you make all those claims. And those things, they don't make like claim. Mountains never say, I am Lord. Winds which have more, more power than you, they don't say like that. The clouds, they follow his command. The earth follows his command. The seas and the water, they follow his command. And you think you are something. In who you are, the think properly. You know, where, where are you coming from? How can you say I'm, I'm Lord? And then, you know, and that's why, you know, they basically think it's not only Ibrahim Islam really. Every single thing in the creation, by nature, they're Ibrahimic. They, they basically don't believe anyone other than Allah SWT. Like, like Ibrahim, he said, La I don't love those who disappear. Every single thing in this universe, all the plants, all the trees, all the rivers, all the water, all the mountains, everything said very loudly that we don't worship, we don't like anything that disappears. That's why when Christian people say that Isa is the son of God, Quran says, Takadu samawatu yatafattarna minhu wa tanshakul ard. 
this thing to say that you know Jesus Christ is son of God, this such a bad evil thing, such a bad word that all the universe can split, can you know can be in part pieces for that. They can't bear this because the universe is Ibrahimic. Ibrahim cannot hear these words that somebody is son of God. The universe cannot accept this. Mountains and the earth cannot accept these words. Somebody comes and like Pharaoh and say, I'm Rab. When you were when you were born, just think really your own. You have got your fathers. There are people in Egypt who know you were born. They know, they know your father. They know your mother. They, they witness you know, the marriage of your father and mother. And now you come and you say, Anna Rabbukum Things exist before you and you say like that. This is like the Quran wants to say, look at the winds, look at, at the clouds. You know, who made them and who made them to regulate all the matters and who controlled them? Allah is the creator and Allah is the controller. Allah is the creator. He has the power of creation and he has the power of the regulating everything, managing everything. So these qasam, you know, as Mawla Farahir Rahmanullah said, and many actually also people in the past have been saying, you know, that's why I prefer because they belong to, they basically are connected with the you know, winds and also the clouds. That how they move. And actually the qasam in the Quran, when it comes in this way, like you can see in Surah Al-Dhariyat, Al-Dhariyat, Dharwa, and in Surah Al-Mursalat, they're all the same about, about the winds. So I stop it here because, you know, in our time for the break, we hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you. Remember to tune in for the next one. For more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar and morphology, as well as Islamic history, female scholarship and much, much more, subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdeen.tv. That's D-E-E-P-D-E-E-N.tv. Don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and show your support. Please click on the donate button and give whatever you can. Our institution is dependent on the generosity of donors like yourselves.